All right, welcome back to Forgotten Lakers. We're here tonight with Vaughn Wafer. Uh, Vaughn played with the Lakers for the 2005-2006 season. How are you doing tonight, Vaughn? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Cool, cool. Glad to hear it. Um, so, yeah, like I said, when we were getting started. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know you were with the Lakers for one season, definitely a memorable season, and uh, you were had some, you had some definitely some big plays that year that uh, you know a lot of Laker fans might remember. So, uh, one of the uh, first questions I like to ask is, you know, how did you get started with basketball? What made you start playing, and uh, when did you realize you had a future in the game? Um, thank you so much for having me on. I'm just thankful to be a part of it, but. Um, to answer your question, uh, I've just been playing basketball ever since I can really remember. I couldn't even really tell you the time I started. You know? Like, I don't know. and I can't even remember. But um, I figured it out probably once I got to elementary school and we were playing basketball against everybody else. And, mm-hmm. and I just, you know, just seemed to be the best player every, every, every time. So yeah. I just started to realize. <laughs> Yeah. Did you uh play any other sports growing up? Yeah, man. Actually I was um better at football than basketball. I was way better at football than basketball and I dabbled in baseball. No one we didn't really play that sport in my neighborhood, but I loved mm-hmm. it. But you know what I mean? But yeah, you know, I dabbled a lot with um football and baseball. Did you play football in high school? No, I stopped it actually when I got to high school. My last year playing football was eighth, uh, <clears throat> eighth grade. Something in me just said, just you know, just just put it down. Like we just stopped playing one summer and we never played again. And I've just been playing basketball ever since. Cool. So, uh, what was your high school experience like? Like, where did you go, and uh, who did you did you play with? Any other future pros at in high school, or against any future pros? Yeah, my high school experience that was um it was very, it was kind of unique, I guess you can say. Um, I lived with my pet, my mom um from up until first to eighth grade in high school. Um, I went out to Louisiana to visit my father. I decided I wanted to stay. Um, my mom she finally agreed, and I went to high school in Louisiana. Louisiana was a um very very different situation from what I was used to dealing with because I was in Virginia and it was more city. It was more, you know, more kids. But as I went to high school in Louisiana, it was a little bit smaller mm-hmm. and, you know, it's a little, it's just, just different. It's a little more smaller. I mean, everybody's very familiar with one another. It's like everybody's related. It's just, it's just a totally different experience, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, yeah. Cool. Uh, I was looking a little bit into your high school career and was reading about you know being in high, you being a McDonald's high school all American uh, before you went on to play at Florida State and that you finished second in the dunk contest to LeBron in, while in high school. Do, what do you remember about that particular dunk contest and like what were your uh, impressions of LeBron James during that time? Oh man, that was um, man, that was a, that was that was kind of a gut check because I mean it, I mean. Once I, um, I had played against a lot of great players. You know, I mean, I played against a lot of, a lot of great players. A lot of the Chris Paul, the Shannon Browns. Mm-hmm. I played against you know all of those guys, and they always talked about LeBron. You know, 
LeBron, mm-hmm. LeBron, 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 LeBron. You know what I mean? We don't know. You know, we don't. We we just see this guy. You know, on Sports Illustrated. But once I went up against him for the first time in person, real live, mm-hmm. I knew this was something different. You know, really? <laughs> yeah, I knew. Yeah, I, I just it just didn't look. He just the things he was capable of doing just didn't look like normal from what everybody else could do. He could just do everything. Was it like I strength just, or speed or what specifically was he doing that made you think like oh, I've never seen this? Oh, uh, it's it's like um like to be honest to be honest with you it's like this is what it felt like it felt like someone had dropped a uh, it's like everyone seventeen right uh-huh. it's like someone dropped a a grown man amongst us like an all star like a thirty year old seasoned veteran all-star it's like and he was athletic yeah super athletic yeah so it was it was it was like it was a different experience man it was, it was I, I i don't know like i'm pretty sure 100 years from now they're going to be telling the story and people it's going to sound like you know like this guy was unreal and that's because he was uh cool thanks for sharing that so coming out of high school how did you settle on florida state um, I said in Florida State, I just, I don't know, I just grew a, I mean, I just, I guess I grew a connection with Coach Hamilton. You know, mm-hmm. I think those guys did a very good job of recruiting me. Um, um, ACC was on the rise, you know, I think, um, I think they were the most dominant conference in the country at one point when they had Chris Paul and Rashad McCants and all those guys in the ACC. So it was a great conference, you know, a school on on the rise, you know, I thought, why not? Good relationship with Coach Hamilton. And that's how we came about that decision. Cool. Were you uh, considering any other schools at that time? Or did you settle on Florida State pretty early? Yeah, man, I actually had a, a top three. I can remember it, you know, which is crazy. Um, Texas, Indiana, and Florida State. Texas had Coach Rick Barnes, and Indiana had Coach Mike Davis. Those names probably sound ancient to these young kids so they probably won't even know who those those guys are yeah (laughs) yeah that was so long ago it seems like so coming into the 2005 nba draft uh you get drafted in the second round 39th overall by the lakers uh how did your workouts turn out previously i mean did you work out with the lakers or were you working out with other teams how did that process work out for you um, yeah, yeah, I went through the um, draft process. Uh, I think my, I, my name had a bit of baggage. So I think a lot of, a lot of teams were a little, you know, a little shy about bringing me in or not, you know, but I, I got to work out with a few, few teams, you know, that were drafting in the second round, you know, uh, like that was so long ago, but, you know, I got to, got to work out for, you know, a few teams. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. do, you, do you remember anything specific from your Laker workout? Um, the Laker workout, yeah, I can remember. Um, there was a drill. There was a well, actually, other than the fact that I was nervous beyond belief, but um, there was a drill they had did, and they were saying, I guess no one had ever made it all the way through the drill without missing a shot. I was the first person to do it, so <laughs> I mean that that felt pretty good, I guess. <laughs> Um, so in those types of workouts, is it, 
like who's watching you? Is it more like, you know, Mitch Kupchak and those guys, or was Phil Jackson there? Or is it everybody? How do those typically work, work for you guys? Um, I think the, the, all the, all the head honchos were there. I believe if I, if my memory served me correct, I believe coach Jackson was there. I believe, uh, Mitch Kupchak was there. I believe there was, uh, I believe the guys, I'm excuse me if I butcher his name, Ronnie Lester was there. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe they had everybody there except, I mean, you know, that, that, that they had pretty much everybody there except ownership. So going into that first training camp, uh, you know, as kind of a unique year in Laker history. I know Phil Jackson had been – he had taken one year off and then came back, so then that was your rookie year. And so what were your first impressions, you know, going into that training camp with Phil Jackson as your coach, and then you get there and you see you have a superstar teammate in Kobe Bryant? Man, to be honest, you know, right now looking at that situation and looking at – the magnitude of that situation that I was blessed to be in is just unbelievable. It's crazy. It's it's a shame that I didn't uh, that I didn't make the make the most of that like I should have. But you know, I learned my lesson. That just was an unbelievable experience, man. I wasn't even very. I was wasn't that coherent. I can't even really remember because I was just so caught up in other things. But now that I think about Think back to it. That was a man. That was crazy. That was unbelievable. Yeah, you were one of four rookies that year. Uh, you know, with Roni Turioff, Andrew Bynum, and Devin Green. Were you guys particularly close that year? Did you get do a lot of stuff together? Um, I think we all had a good relationship once we got to the gym. Um, I think I think we we all had a great relationship. You know. From this is just from my 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 vantage point. I think we all had a good relationship when we got to the gym, and you know, uh, sometimes we hang out, but not really, not much. But we we had a great relationship while in the working environment. Does do the four of you have to go through a lot of rookie hazing? Because I've heard some Laker guys have said, you know, or former Lakers have said there was, you know, rookie hazing, and other times they've said there wasn't too much of it. So did you have to go through a lot of it? No, not really. I think they. I think. I think they they let up on it. Um, they've let up on that a lot, and I think we were the beginning of that. I think I think we were the beginning, the first first group to start that. It wasn't even that. It it wasn't that much. They didn't do that much to us. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, nothing crazy at all. <laughs> um. So now one of the memorable memorable plays you had your rookie season. You were playing in Toronto. Uh, it was late in the game, I think. Laron Prophet is shooting some free throws, and uh, he missed. And you just you're outside the three point line. As soon as he shot, you rushed a basket, and you're able to dunk it home. Um, is that one? Is that one of the key memories you have from your Laker rookie season? Um, I, I guess you can say it's one of the moments I remember. Yeah, I can just I just can remember that that play vividly you know I was just just sitting there I was just trying to act like I wasn't paying attention and just I said as soon as the ball as soon as he lets it go I'm just going to try to time it and I've tried that so many times that time I just caught it perfectly it just yeah. rushed perfect yeah. uh, were you able did you ever do that in another NBA game or in a college game because I was I, I remember that like I remember uh I didn't have cable or anything but I remember 
watching just a play-by-play like on NBA.com yeah. and uh, saying like, oh, LeBron Profit misses and like Von Wafer like tip dunk. And I was like, oh, I bet he dunked a missed free throw. And it took me like days to find a clip of it. And it was just so cool. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's dope, man. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's on YouTube we both, now. We, we we both will remember that play forever. Yeah, for sure. Just us too, I think. Ah, oh, no, Laker fans definitely remember it. Uh, you know, somebody who frequented Laker chat rooms, you know, in two thousand six, like it was talked about for sure. <laughs> oh wow, that's that's dope, man. That's dope. Yeah, that's definitely. Dope. Um, yeah, so then I know you've, uh, went to a few other NBA teams. You actually, another stint, a short stint with the Clippers, Nuggets, Blazers. And what I really want to talk to you is with your Rocket stint. Because I can remember, like, uh, I think you had at least two 20-point games against the Lakers that year. You were always kicking their ass. Uh, so was there, um, a little bit of extra motivation for you going against the Lakers as a former team? Or did, did they just happen to catch you on a hot night? Um, you know, man, I think it's always, you know, you know, it's, 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 you know, I think it's, it's always added motivation when going against a team that maybe, you know, cut you or whatever, or, you know, I mean, I'm thankful for my time there, but you know, it was, that's how I was looking at it as a young kid. Like these people, these, these guys cut me, they took, they tried to take my, you know, they tried to take it away from me. So I like, I just had a lot of extra up that night when we played them. I think I was definitely, definitely, definitely had that mentality. <laughs> I, I definitely, definitely had that mentality. And then you guys with the Rockets go on to play them in the playoffs that year. And you, you Houston pushed them to seven games in 2009. Yeah. Um, you know, you lost Yao, I think, in game three, I want to say, um, at the end of game yeah. three. And you had played the whole, basically the whole year without Tracy McGrady but you guys pushed them to seven games. Like, what do you remember most about that series that made the Rockets be able to push them, you know, all the way to the limit? Um, I think we had, we had some young, resilient guys that had no idea. You know, they had no idea the stakes or mm-hmm. the stage we were on. They were just, we just had a lot of guys that just, just when the lights came on, they just, you know, we just, you know I mean? We just, just, just we just did it at a high level um, together as a group, and mm-hmm. when y'all went down, it just made us just you know just raise our level that much more. You know? mm-hmm. you know, y'all, y'all, was, y'all was great. He was amazing. He was the he was the engine. You know, what I mean, he, he, mm-hmm. he you know we go as y'all goes, <laughs> and um, but you know when he went down, I think we just had to raise our level. I think it was, I think it was just a. Beautiful experience, man, with some great people. Um, no, it's cool to hear about Yao. He's probably my favorite non-Laker. Uh, yeah. you know, just growing up watching basketball, he's, he was, his games were just always – or Houston games were always just so much fun to watch when he was playing. Uh, what was he like as yeah. a teammate, you know, just the day-to-day experiences with Yao? What were those like? Um, you know, man, uh, like I said, like a lot of my time was spent unconscious, man. Like it, I was, wasn't was coherent. Like, but <clears throat> I can tell you the little bit of things, little bit I remember about y'all. He just seemed like a very professional guy, just always working hard. I learned, 
I learned uh, a lot about hard work from him. I learned uh, a lot about professionalism from him. I learned a lot of things that I saw. And now that I'm at the age, now I'm like, okay, I get it. I see why he was doing that. I see why. I learned a lot from him from afar. And he's my favorite NBA player. You know, mm-hmm. he was the bridge for me to be able to to um, take take my talents to China to play. And I'll forever be grateful for that. And he picked me to play for his team. So. Yeah, I was going to ask you if he was involved on getting you on the Shanghai Sharks. That's really cool. Um, uh, Is he the owner? I know. Or how does that work? Like, what did he do that allowed you to play for the Shanghai Sharks? I believe he was. uh, I'm not sure full owner, but he definitely had his hands in it. Uh Um, And I I mean, I, I don't think it hurt. You know, I mean, definitely having him up there. You know, it definitely had to be made or break. You know, mm-hmm. made or broken on his word on what he said, and I and I'm I'm sure he gave the the go ahead. But uh, yeah, he's in China now. He's I don't think he owns any of that team. I'm not sure. I think he's uh-huh. the president of the league, which is which is a huge deal. Oh yeah, yeah, um, very very huge deal over there. So Devin Green, when I was talking to him, mentioned that he had seen you, I guess, a few months ago in China. Are you still playing over there, or are you getting ready to play again? Uh, yeah, I just finished up my season, man. I um, just finished up my season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, our team, we didn't have the team success much as I'd like. We finished in the bottom half, mm-hmm. the lower bottom half. You know, um, but the guys fought hard. You know what I mean? I think I got a lot better with leadership qualities. I think we all got a lot better. I think the record doesn't even resemble, like, the lessons we learned. You know what Sure. What I mean? it's going to accumulate to in the future. I think it was definitely a great, great, great learning experience for our team. So with that said, we struggled and we finished in the bottom half. But being on a team like that, you learn a lot. And I mm-hmm. learned a lot from those guys, and I think they learned a lot from me. That's cool to hear. You know, um, I'm not too familiar. I guess is it, are you, so. Are you in the CBA over there? Is that where you've played? Yes. Uh, well, I played in two leagues this last year. I played in the NBL, which is the lower division. Um, I guess you could say. No disrespect. Mm-hmm. Um, I played in that, which is about the probably start up the next two or three months. It's like summer type deal. Mm-hmm. And I played in the um, upper division, I guess you can say, which is the CBA. Um, right in, in the seasons, they run um, congruent. They run right beside each other. So I just uh, okay. from the NBL to the CBA, yeah. Did you play – I know Stefan Marbury has been really huge over there. Did you play against him in China? Yeah, absolutely. I had a lot of great games with him, man. It was, it was um, sad, you know, to see uh, uh, see a guy's career come to an end. And he's different. Like people don't understand the magnitude of of how he's taken in over there. Like it's it's a big deal. Like that was a big deal over there. So mm-hmm. and to actually be over there and go through it, it was it was. It was kind of sad, you know. For really? Me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so are you planning on playing in China next year or uh, what, what are your plans for the next season? Um, you know, uh, right now, just, I would love to be honest, to be 100% honest with you. I would love to go back to China, but I'm just, you know, thankful for whatever opportunity I get. And, and I'm just making it a, just making it a goal of mine to be the best prepared I have. Mm-hmm. For when this opportunity does come so i hope china you know but whatever god has for me i'll be ready for it um so i just want to say thank you again von for coming on the forgotten lakers podcast uh you know like i said definitely remember your time in la i'll always remember that free throw dunk so um appreciate everything you did as a laker and uh, best of luck with everything for next season oh man just thank you for having me on on man i wish your show like unlimited success i uh, you know i mean i hope you guys take the show to everywhere you dream and beyond man thank you guys yeah no thank you appreciate it um i'll send you a link and everything once it's once it's edited and ready and uh so appreciate if you could share it on your you know social media channels and um maybe we'll get to get the audience up a little bit okay all right sounds good man all right sounds good take care thank you von all right you too thank you